0: listening to the issues on appeal podcast focusing on timely and timeless issues of appellate practice and professionalism. Here is your host, Dwayne Dyker. Thanks for joining me for episode 28, Attorney Wellness. This show is again sponsored by Court Surety Bond Agency, the nation's leading surety agency specializing in supersedious bonds. More about CSBA later in the show. My conversation with appellate specialist Robin Bresky. Is coming up next. So Robin Bresky, thank you for being on the podcast.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Sure.
0: So now we are recording on March 27th in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. We're all working from home and Robin, I know you and I are both under countywide stay-at-home orders I hope that by the time this episode airs, we won't be doing that anymore, but uh, we have to think that uh, this is going to affect our attorney view of wellness, our, our topic today for a while. I, I don't want to dwell on all of that too much, but cause we have a bigger topic that's always going to be relevant, but certainly I think this may shape our thinking for a while, don't you think?
1: I do, I do, and I think what's happening now really does, does dovetail into overall health and wellness.
0: So that's why I wanted to talk to you about this topic of attorney wellness because, you know, this is something that we didn't talk about 20 years ago uh, when I was admitted to the bar, and I, I can't be sure, but probably not 10 years ago, but it's something now that we are, and rightfully so, focusing on much more.
1: Agreed. The The, the bar is focusing on it, and um, I think practitioners are, are more interested in it, and I think as 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 we age, depending on your uh, what age group you fall in, but but those of us that have uh, been doing this a little longer than others, you know, it becomes increasingly more important as we as, as we age and uh, and uh, take take don't take our health for granted.
0: That's right. When you're when you're 25 and uh, working all night and you know working eighty hours a week, it's one thing, and when you get to be a little bit older, it's it's another, right? The focus for me has changed a lot in the last year because my my wife was was only 49 uh, when she had a massive heart attack that has uh, changed our lives, you know, that she had uh, that came without warning. And and luckily, you know, she's doing very well, but it certainly changes your perspective about uh, how much you're paying attention to your health and your wellness and and sort of your, you know, how that affects your future
1: absolutely and i am i'm i am glad to hear she's she's doing well and it, it just is a reminder to us all that our health is the most important thing because if we if we lose that there's really uh there's really not much else we have
0: no that's right so when we talk about attorney wellness what is it that we're really talking about how how do you describe that topic when people say well, what is attorney wellness about
1: well i think there's a lot of different facets to it and i'm 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 certainly not a physician and I'm I'm not a a therapist, I'm an attorney. That's my training. Um but I've I've uh, all my life I've tried to keep a fairly healthy lifestyle and I uh feel that it's really served me well. Um certainly I uh like anybody else can do better with things and I think the main thing um that I like to focus on with the group and we could talk a little about, about the attorney wellness exchange group that I started. But w- what we really like to focus on is keeping health and wellness top of mind. Just like anything else, you know, we, we, we all want to be top of mind from a marketing perspective for our services, but keeping health and wellness top of mind and keeping it in fo, in, in the forefront, I think helps you make it a priority. And, um, I think it needs to be a priority. So, When when I talk about health and wellness for attorneys, I'm really talking about it as the overall balance in your life and and practicing things that um, will help you keep physically and mentally well. Uh, The bar, the Florida Bar, um, has some terrific um, things that they have been doing, and there's some more focus on mental health and those that you know have uh significant mental health issues that is not anything that um you know I can I, I as I said I'm not I'm not I'm not a physician and I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist so I I really couldn't speak to specific mental health issues but I do know that in order to keep us uh as stress-free as possible, we all have some stress, or be able to manage our stress, there are certain things we have to do and practice um, and make a part of our routine uh, to keep us in the best shape we can be in.
0: I think historically, like the the bars uh, focus on wellness, they didn't call it that, you know, ten ten or so years ago, but originally it was a focus on treating, you know, alcohol, recognizing, I guess, and treating alcoholism and substance abuse and you know, mental disorders and that sort of thing. And and that's that's clearly part of it, right? But that's um it's so much more than that now.
1: Yeah, and I think also the big thing that the bar is trying to do is to destigmatize uh those attorneys uh, that have serious mental health issues and substance abuse issues. And and you know, the 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 Young Lawyers Division had a wonderful campaign, it was stigma free Y L D and there were um fantastic videos put out um on social media uh, and sent to members about very well respected members of our bar of our Florida bar um who had had issues and personal issues that they shared with everybody in the hopes of destigmatizing some of these more serious substance abuse and mental health issues and and I think it's really important that we do destigmatize that and 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 not feel as though we need to Hide that. I feel again, I feel it's important that we destigmatize that and not feel as though we need to hide that. Um, but from my perspective, you know, the focus is on doing what we can in our personal and professional lives to focus on being healthy and well and practicing things that help us stay that way and get that way if we're, we're not in the best health and developing better habits.
0: Now, you had mentioned something that you were involved in in South Florida that is the called the Attorney Wellness Exchange. Tell me a little bit about what that's about.
1: Sure. So that is a networking organization that I actually started. And we have chapters. Right now, we currently have three chapters. Uh, we have a chapter in West Palm Beach. We have a chapter in Boca Raton, Del Rey area. And we have a chapter in Broward County. And we are meeting once a month. We get together For lunch and um, have a speaker in an area of wellness, and we get together for networking purposes and share. you know a, about ourselves and so it is it is you know one purpose of it is to refer to each other um you know as any networking group is but it is instead of having a speaker on a on a legal topic which many of us are in a lot of other networking groups and we 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 have continuing legal education or we have a uh, a speaker we have somebody come and talk about their substantive area um this is Devoted to having speakers talk about health and wellness. We have had all types of speakers come in. We have had nutritionists and we have had people come in and talk about sleep habits. We've had salt therapy. We've had talking about meditation. We've had alternative diets. I had somebody come in that was a fruitarian and, you know, talked about that. And while not everybody that's attending is going to become a fruitarian, you know, many of our Attendees started incorporating more fruit into their and vegetables into their diet. And so um, the idea is just really to every month get together and discuss what we're doing to stay healthy and well and give a different perspective We've had business coaches as well to come in and talk about how to manage stress. And so, um, it's just an idea of, of, of work life balance, which is a big catch all phrase of things that we can do to keep ourselves healthier, tips that we can share as, as, as simple as, you know, are you getting enough sleep? What time are you going to bed? What are you doing to disconnect? you know, for an hour or so before you do, you know, go to bed? Are you turning off the TV and turning off your social media and not answering emails? Are you, you know, not not bringing your work into bed with you? You know, certain things that can just help slow us down and give us the energy that we need to carry on with our Daily stressful lives because for most of us as attorneys we are dealing with other people's issues and we have to be there to help manage those and it takes a lot of takes a lot out of us so we really have to keep ourselves healthy to do that and that's really what the attorney wellness exchange is 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 focused on.
0: No, that's great. It sounds like so much of what we're saying is this push towards attorney wellness. It's really about. Uh, education and awareness, right? And I love the idea of having, you know, a monthly get-together where it's sort of, you know, it's something that you want to go to, it's fun, it's enjoyable, but it kind of forces you to focus on a wellness topic, at least, right, we should be doing it more than once a month, right? But at least once a month you have this time they set aside to think about yeah, How could I be doing better? I, I think that's great.
1: During this situation, we are obviously not getting together um, in groups, and we are actually um, doing some uh, Zoom meetings, and we're, we're doing it that way, and that seemed to be working out quite well.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And you get to see what people really look like, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <their,
1: their> <laughs> that's right.
0: One so exactly. of the things you mentioned, I'm just curious what is salt therapy?
1: Oh, so salt therapy there is actually um there are a lot of spas that will um have and a lot of hotels that have actually put in a salt therapy room where you go into the room and I'm certainly not an expert on it but you you sit in a room um and you have this salt therapy, and there's a certain machine that they have to have it can't just be like you know throw the salt on the floor there's a certain there's a certain um piece of equipment that that ha- that, that, that you have to have and there's a name for it and it's eluding me at the moment but it's it helps with respiratory issues and actually it's actually become quite popular right now again with um everything going on with uh covid-19 people can actually install them in their homes they make these small salt boosts that people can do and they're they're you know, I don't think they're inexpensive, uh, but there's also places that you can go. Uh, but the person that came in and educated us, um, is, is somebody who basically wholesales the equipment. And he told us what to look out for. If you are paying and going to this or you're going to a spa, you know, what it is you need to look for and make sure, um, what they have. So you're really getting the benefit of salt therapy and, and nobody's taking advantage of selling you something that that's not helpful.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. i will to I'll have to take a look at that. It's it's funny since my since my wife had her heart issue, we have been on a low sodium diet, right? So, I think of salt as evil, but it's good to think that there's, you know, uses of salt other than ingesting it maybe that are that are helpful.
1: <laughs> yes, he he showed us a whole uh thing about this from when from when the people that used to do the salt mines that had avoided diseases because they were down there in the salt mines and it's different than the sodium that you intake, you know, and that you eat you know it's it's very different than that so it's not it's not bad it's good
0: (laughs) so now listeners to the podcast are all over the state and and actually some out of state which is pretty cool but certainly mostly over florida do you know if there are other uh, other areas of the state that are doing wellness groups like your wellness exchange
1: um, no, I don't believe that I do know of any, but we do have plans in the future to uh, to move into other areas and to see um, who might be interested in doing that. So that's something that I'm, I'm looking into,
0: actually. So anybody who is interested in that, maybe could contact you and see if we can move this thing to other parts of Florida.
1: That would be fantastic. I would welcome the opportunity.
0: This episode is again sponsored by CSBA they've slightly updated their name to reflect their focus on court-related surety bonds. CSBA is now Court Surety Bond Agency, emphasizing the fact that CSBA is the nation's leading surety agency specializing in supersedious bonds. CSBA has recently created a new website that is a great resource for appellate attorneys, includes general information on the nuts and bolts of securing an appellate bond with specific forms of collateral an interactive map with each state's stay and appeal bond requirements, and a list of surety companies certified for use in federal court. Be sure to check it out and bookmark the site in your favorite browser. If you have a client needing to stay enforcement of a judgment in Florida or any other state or federal court, contact Court Surety Bond Agency. They can be reached at courtsurety.com or toll-free at 877-810-5525. Their contact information is always in the show notes. My thanks to CSBA for being a longtime sponsor of the Issues on Appeal podcast. So now, as attorneys, you know, if we have not been doing a good job of focusing on wellness, like what are some of the best ways to start? Is there low hanging fruit? You know, what, what, what's the first things that, that we should be paying attention to?
1: Well, I think our stress level right now is the first thing we should be paying attention to. I just saw um, an interesting uh, video from a, a psychologist um, in uh, c- a Canyon Ranch, um, and he did a YouTube video, and I thought it was quite interesting, but it talked about really limiting uh, right now at this moment in time Um, Your intake of news on on COVID-19, go to the CDC website to get accurate information because oftentimes when we watch the news, you know, we, we get anxious and especially if we have a steady stream of it and we're watching it incessantly or too much the news is designed and I'm a former I'm a former journalism, you know, broadcast journalism major. Um but you know the, the news is designed to capture your attention and keep you watching and to be sensational and 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 so um while you do want to be up on what's going on, you don't want to have a uh, you don't want to look at that so much. In the morning is fine and in the evening, you know, a couple times a day, turn off your turn off your interruptions on your phone um, with the news coming in. You don't need to see it every five minutes. Um, And that is also great advice for whatever you're doing. Um, And and that seems to be a theme of all of our speakers is be in the moment and concentrate on what you're doing. We're such a multitask society, but there's really no multitasking. The brain can only concentrate on one thing at a time. You know, you, you and I know that from when we're writing briefs. If somebody interrupts us and pulls us away from what we're working on, you know, it takes us that much longer to get back to where we were. And so that, that, that's not a great time, uh, saving technique. If we want to, to utilize our time the best rather than multitask, we need to focus on the task at hand. And obviously, it goes without saying, you know, um, your diet is important, exercise is important. I mean, all of these fundamental things that we all know, but that we just don't necessarily make it a priority. We really need to make it a priority and get into routines of um, doing things that serve us well, whether it be three minutes of meditation, you know, in the morning, making sure you get some physical activity. Taking a look at what you're putting in your body. Is it serving you well? Is it giving you the energy you need? Um, and, and, uh, one of the big things that we get, of course, is getting enough sleep at night and making sure you're getting that sleep because that's really, uh, what rejuvenates you. So those are some tips from, you know, the speakers that we've had. As I said, I'm not a health expert, but I think keeping all of those things in the front of your mind and, and, and knowing that you can control what you can control and realizing that there's many things that are out of your control. We had a speaker recently also talk to us about gratitude and being thankful for really like when you get up in the morning before you get out of bed and and check your phone or don't even check your phone in bed, but before you get out of bed, think about wake up and say, you know, what are six things you're grateful for? And What are six things that you know know you're going to be grateful for? Because if you focus on those things, not to say that they're going to happen because you think them, but you're going to see that you shape your reality a bit more by what you're able to focus on rather than just focusing on the negative. It helps you become more positive when you focus on the positive. And it's really easy to say, and it kind of sounds... You know, uh, well, you know, yeah, you can say that. But, you know, since we had the speaker, I've been doing it. And it's really helpful to to, because your brain, again, can only think about one thing at a time. And if you're thinking about positive things as much as you can actively be doing that, it's really helpful for for stress management and 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 looking at the world in a more positive way. I don't know if those are helpful, but I hope they are.
0: No, I think so. I think that, you know, outsiders, uh, people who are not in our profession, think that being an attorney is probably, you know, physically an easy job, right? Because it's a desk job and, and we work behind computers. But, you know, the truth is uh, there's there's a lot of stress placed on us physically and mentally. I mean, we have sort of sedentary jobs for the most part, which is not not great for your health, uh, especially if you don't have a very ergonomic you know, a workstation, the way that you do your work, and and then we get we get paid to take on other people's problems. So we're we're dealing with a lot of stress, almost by definition. Uh, and then certainly in the last you know decade or so, there's more and more pressure on us to be always available to our clients, to be always on, to be always in contact, and really th- those three things combine to uh, to be a little bit of a uh, not only a pressure cooker, but just um, a recipe for disaster if you're not paying some attention to your, to your physical self.
1: I completely agree. And and I think, again, what can you control in those things? You don't need to be always available. Um, it's not healthy to be always available. It's not healthy to your to your business. It's not healthy. And I should say the attorney wellness exchange is primarily attorneys that own... Their own businesses, or they're, they're a partner in their business, and they're 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 making business decisions and hopefully bringing some of these tips back to their their staff and their other employees, other attorneys that they employ. But when you mention always be available, you know, unless you're a criminal defense attorney that needs to be available at all hours if somebody needs to to, to call you because they've been arrested and they need they need you immediately, um, it, it, it's not. Actually, it's actually counterproductive and it's important. And we do want to serve our clients, but we, in order to serve our clients well, we have to be. In a good frame of mind to be able to give good advice, right? To be able to wade through the information we need to wade through and, and give sound reasoning. And we have to take care of ourselves to do that. So it's okay to not check your email at 11 o'clock at night and decide you're going to get up and work out and deal with these things. You know, as soon as the business day starts, whether it's eight thirty or nine o'clock or whatever that may be, it's okay to do that. It's okay to be focusing on a task and close your notifications on your email and, and not respond for a few hours. Um, of course, if you know that there's some, something brewing and something, some urgent matter, you know, that's going to be different, but it shouldn't be on a daily basis that everything is so urgent that you're in a constant state of stress with your adrenaline pumping that that doesn't serve you well and it doesn't serve your clients well. That's one of the things that, you know, we focus on. And I, I take a business coaching, uh, coaching course and that's, that's one of the things that I've learned over the years. And I, and I, I've changed that and it really helps immensely. And listen, I, I slip back into old habits too and it's hard not to, but it's something I think we really need to practice because it's just not helpful to be on all the time
0: yeah I think that our generation I think I'm a little bit older than you but uh, was raised with this idea that it's a good thing to be always available, right? To be Johnny on the spot. It's impressive to be the guy who's answering an email at at 1130 at night because work is a virtue and we we should all, you know, work, work, work. And the more we work, the better we are. And And I think that that's a generational thing. I think that it's changing and I think that we can change that. But I do think, I tend to think that the that the younger folks, the younger lawyers out there are a little bit better at this. Do you think that that's right? Is there some generational aspect to this?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I don't think I'm as young as you think I am, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the compliment. But uh, I do think there is a, uh, a generational aspect to this. You know, I'll just say our attorney wellness exchange is, is geared um, to, to the owners of the businesses and the, and the, the, the the age of 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 us, you know, starts in the low in, in the in the probably in the in the high forties to early sixties. So the majority of us are in our in our fifties, I think, in the group. But um, but I do think, as far as the young, younger generation goes, I think that um, they do a better job of this. You know, I think the idea is to find a happy medium, and I do agree. We grew up in a generation where, but you know, we also didn't grow up in a generation where we were bombarded with our cell phones all the time you cool. know with with everybody being able to contact us at any moment of the day um and night and so I, I I think being hardworking and, you know, not leaving the office. I mean, I remember the days before I went to law school, you know, and, and I had another job before I went to law school. And, like, you, you didn't leave the office until after the boss left. You just didn't. <laughs> you know? You were there and you made sure you stayed until the boss left. So, um, but, but I'm not talking about, about that. I'm talking about... um you know, making sure you take the time you need to regenerate and give yourself the time you need to get tasks done without constantly being interrupted because you just on a, otherwise you're just on a treadmill that you can't get off of and, and it's, it's exhausting. And I think, um, I think you're right. When you, when you started out, you said, yeah, you can do this. You know, in your twenties, and I remember, you know, I, I, as an appellate attorney, I remember staying up all night and writing briefs and, you know, when I was on a deadline and before we had the e-filing, you know, getting in my car and driving it to the courthouse before, you know, the deadline so I could get it in the box, you know, that morning because the deadline, you know, if I didn't get there by, you know, 8.30 or whatever, 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning, I was up all night and then I was getting in the car and driving and, you know, it was just not a healthy way to do it. And I, I just couldn't do it now at this age, and I'm glad because <laughs> it's not a good. It's just not a, a, a good way to be. I certainly don't think the younger generation of attorneys, you know, for the most part, and I'm, I'm making a, a generality, but it doesn't seem like that would be something that they would be familiar with. Of course, now we have all this great technology, but I, I do think we've got you know some that swing one way, some that swing the other. And we have to learn to just kind of be in the middle. That's 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 I think the takeaway from yeah,
0: it. yeah, no, definitely. What about uh, as appellate lawyers? Do you think we have more or different wellness challenges because of the nature of our practice? I mean, we do. I know you do trial support and that sort of thing too, and and we're all very active in the bar, and so it's not like we're we're totally chained to our desk. But as appellate lawyers, we spend a lot of time you know, at desks, behind keyboards, writing and stuff. Do you think there are any particularly different challenges for us as appellate lawyers?
1: Well, you know, I think we're fortunate in the sense and, you know, if you can, I mean, listen, we all do different things and, and everybody's in a different phase and, and, and how they're doing things. But as a, as an appellate attorney, you know, where we are still in a litigation practice, I think we're actually in a little bit better position than litigation's attorneys that, you know, it's just 24 seven when you're in trial, you know, I mean, there's just no turning that off, right? You know, you've got to, I'm a former prosecutor, you know, when you, when you're in the midst of a trial, um, and you're getting ready for trial, you know, it's all consuming. I think the nature of our practice as appellate attorneys, for the most part, because of our fairly, um, you know, uh the timeframes that we have, you know, of course, <laughs> we all tend to, to procrastinate, or we get busy with something else, or we're putting out other fires. And, you know, de- deadlines tend to sneak up on us, and then it becomes stressful. But in in the bigger picture I think we're actually in a in a bit of a better position for from it be able to be able to manage our time better because we we have more time to do that with given the way our our deadlines are imposed upon us than than uh, than litigators That being said, I think physically sitting at the desk all day uh, I think it's really important to get up and take breaks and you know take a walk and you know, Make sure you designate your time to, to do what you're doing and sit at your desk and work on what you need to, but do it in blocks of time. So you make sure you're getting up and taking those breaks and, and, and clearing your mind and, and, you know. Bringing your shoulders down and, and stretching, and, and 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 being good to your body. I have not done this yet, but I know a lot of my colleagues have the standing desks, and I understand that a lot of people really like that. Do you have that?
0: I don't, but I'm interested in that. Uh, a lot of all the younger people at the firm do.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: and I see that, and I I do find that interesting. At some point, I will I will take the plunge on that.
1: Yeah, I I hear that that's that's very good, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I think every every area, you know, with attorneys that we all have our, have our issues. And I think, again, it's it's just about, you know, balancing and and making sure that we're, um, you know, we're we're making sure that our health and our wellness is is top of mind and and trying to remember that as we wake up in the morning and and throughout the day, you know, to, to take care of ourselves so we can take care of our clients.
0: One thing I do is I have an Apple watch. I'm a big fan of Apple products and the way they all work together and mm-hmm. such. I have an Apple watch and it, it reminds me every hour, if I haven't stood up, you know, at five minutes to the hour or something, it'll give me a little reminder say, Hey, you know, you should move around some this hour. And it's amazing how many times I get that. <laughs> I get that notification because I haven't moved in an hour, right? I haven't gotten up from my desk and it's a great reminder to get up, you know, fill your glass of water uh, you know, just, uh, take a couple laps around the office or, or the house or wherever you are and, you know, keep moving and keep from getting sore and stiff and all that sort of thing. So I, I, I do like that a lot.
1: I think that's, uh, I think that's awesome. I, I don't know. I don't recall setting it up, but apparently, um, my phone tells me when I need to breathe. Yeah. So <laughs> that's really helpful in case I'm forgetting to breathe.
0: Right. right. Or about no, not quality breathing anyway. <laughs>
1: Right. Exactly. Take a deep breath and just relax. Exactly. And that is actually, um, something else we've done at Trinity Wellness Exchange is breathing techniques. We had somebody else come in about, you know, to do sound therapy and there's, there's things that you can do, um, you know, just on your own. And certainly there's, there's things you can participate in and all types of people that are willing to, you know, vendors and, 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 and so forth that are willing to, um, you know sell you products to assist you and 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 coaches that are you know willing to sell you their services but there's just a lot of things you can um you can do on your own as well and like 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 the breathing and the stretching and all of
0: that i have noticed now with with us being in the middle of this uh pandemic a lot of times at lunch i will you know stop have lunch and then i'll walk around the block or something which is you know allowed under our stay-at-home order allowed to go outside to exercise as long as you maintain social distance and all that. But it amazes me how many people are outside (laughs) now. Every time I go out, there's people I've never seen before walking around my neighborhood because I think everybody's tired of being cooped up inside and and they need to get out. And that's great, right? That's uh, They should definitely be doing that.
1: Listen, I mean, I, it's slowing down, you know, it was one of the priorities I had. I set these goals for 90 days and I, I'm involved in so many events and so many activities. One of the things I, I, I said is, you know, I want to slow down and, and see what I can cut back on because I have this trouble of, you know, saying, saying no and to things and just jumping in all the time. And so I'm, I'm very competitive. So I'm, 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 and I have this business coaching group that I, you know, I I deal with other people and I'm, 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 I'm so competitive. I'm like, Hey, I've won this. I've won my 90 day goal. (laughs) (laughs) I've cut back on everything. And, uh, but, but seriously, yeah, getting outside and, 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 and and walking and, and clearing your head, I think is great. And I think, I think this, you know, it's unfortunate, um, that this happened and, and it's a sad situation. But from a health perspective, it, it's forcing us to slow down and it's forcing us to reevaluate a lot of things and what is really important. So, If there's any good that can come of it, maybe that's it. That's
0: right. There will be a lot of bad things that come of it, uh, health-wise and economic-wise. But um, I do think maybe we are learning some lessons about what's important and how to take things a little slower and and that sort of thing. So I, I guess there's always some silver lining.
1: Always, always. There's always some silver lining, and that's you know, the keeping health and wellness top of mind is is focusing on the positive, even when there's so much negative going on around you
0: so you mentioned how that you're involved in a lot of things and I will uh, make sure that there is a link to your bio in the, in the show notes. You certainly are involved in a lot of things. You're involved with the, you're on the Florida bar board of governors and, uh, too many things to list. So Robin, thank you so much for your service to the bar and, and to the legal community. Uh, I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate, uh, your time on the podcast today. I think that, uh, it's been a lot of good information. If people do want to get a hold of you, if they have questions or they're interested in the uh, Attorney Wellness Network, how what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: Sure. And, and Dwayne, thanks. It's been my pleasure to be on this. Uh, this, this is a great forum that you have, and it's terrific. Um, so I'm glad to have be, been able to participate. Uh, I can be reached at um, my, my office number, which um, we are remote, so I can still be reached at this number during this time, 561 994 it's 561-994-6273. And my email address is Bresky that's R for Robin, B as a boy, R-E-S-K-Y, at BreskyLegal.com. So feel free to email me or give me a call if anybody is interested. Um, the Attorney Wellness Exchange, we currently have it as an invitation it's not just, you know, hey, I want to join, but, you know, we, so we, we we do vet the members because we do refer to each other and we want to make sure that, you know, we're referring to people who are uh, very stellar in their practice area. It's not limited by practice area, but if people are interested in joining in the South Florida area, certainly call me and we can discuss it. And if there's anybody out there that is interested in starting a group in another area, um please, you know, give me a call and we can discuss that. I'm I'm happy to assist and talk about that as well.
0: Perfect. Well thanks Robin. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. Stay well and healthy.
0: Definitely. Thank you. Thanks to Robin Brusky for being on the podcast. Remember, podcasts are never legal advice and Nothing that I say or my guests say should ever be interpreted as legal advice for any particular situation. But if you're a lawyer who needs the help of an appellate lawyer, I'm happy to try and help. You can contact me at issues on Appeal on Twitter or at my professional email, ddaiker at shoemaker.com. My contact info is always in the show notes, which are available in your podcast player, or in our website, issuesonappeal.com. And please consider using our sponsor, Court Surety Bond Agency for your client's appellate bond needs. Their contact information is in the show notes. Please take a moment, add it to your contacts so that you're ready when your client needs a supersedious bond. Next episode will be out in two weeks. I hope that you will download and listen. Thank you for considering this week's Issues on Appeal.